Welcome to Rapidly Rotating Records, an hour of toe-tapping music from rapidly rotating 78 RPM records of the 1920s and 30s with yours truly, Glenn Robison. We've got dance bands, hot bands, sweet bands, show tunes, novelty tunes, blues, jazz, and more on everything from Aeolian to Xenophone and by everyone from Aronson to Zerky. On this week's show, we'll celebrate Al Donahue, Neville Fleeson, and John McCormick's birthdays. We'll enjoy some sugar babies and get nasty. What's that? Well, not very. Yesterday, June 12th, marked the birth in 1904 in Dorchester, Mass., of Albert Francis Donahue. He began playing the violin at age nine and led his first orchestra while still a student at Dorchester High. While attending Boston University Law School, he played in Boston-area campus bands. But after graduating, he was in such demand as a violinist, he never took the bar exam, deciding instead to enroll at the New England Conservatory of Music. In 1925, he directed a band at Boston's Weber Duck Inn, which led to other engagements. And for decades, up until 1963, he and bands contracted under his name appeared on board luxury cruise ships of the Eastern Steamship Lines, Furness Bermuda Line, and the Alcoa Steamship Company. Frederica Gallatin met Al Donahue while on vacation in Bermuda, and headlines were made when they were married June 14, 1933, at the Church of St. Vincent Ferrer in Manhattan. Why? Well, because she was a New York High Society debutante whose lineage included Albert Gallatin, Thomas Jefferson's Secretary of the Treasury from 1801 to 1809. The headlines were made because Donahue was, as the newspapers put it, unknown to society. But apparently, since he did come from, again as the newspapers put it, the Halls of Wisdom, the Union received official sanction from Frederica's mother, Mrs. E. Trowbridge Bell, who announced the engagement. Between 1935 and 1942, Donahue made dozens of records for Decca, Vocalion, and OK, and was heard regularly on network radio. From the 1930s through the 1950s, the Al Donahue Orchestra played at top venues across the country, including the Rainbow Room and the Waldorf Astoria in New York, various Statler Hotels and the Coconut Grove, Ciro's, and the Palladium in Hollywood. From 1936 to 38, the band was the featured attraction at the Hotel Bermudian in Hamilton, Bermuda. Donahue retired to Fallbrook, California in North San Diego County and ran a store in Oceanside called Ponzi's House of Music until his death on February 20, 1983. Here are three from Al Donahue.
living free and easy Do as you done well pleasey Why don't you make your way there Go there, stay there Once you get down Lambeth Way Every evening, every day started and ended our little tribute to Al Donahue with vocalist Paula Kelly. First with Moon Love, adapted from the second movement of Tchaikovsky's Fifth Symphony by Mac David, Mac Davis, not that one, the other one, and Andre Kostelanitz. That was recorded May 26, 1939 and issued on Vocalion 4888. We finished up with The Lambeth Walk, written by Douglas Ferber and Noel Gay for the show Me and My Girl. Vocalion 4318 was recorded August 11, 1938. In between the Paula Kellys was Decca 630, baritone Barry McKinley, who had his breath taken away on November 22, 1935. You Took My Breath Away was composed by Richard A. Whiting with the lyric by Sam Coslow and is in the Paramount musical comedy Coronado, filmed at the Hotel Del Coronado in San Diego. I'm Glenn Robison, and you and I are listening to Rapidly Rotating Records. Normally, we note composer and artist's birthdays after the fact, but tomorrow, June 14th, will mark the birth in 1884 in Athlone, Ireland, of Irish-American tenor John McCormick. He was the second son and fifth of 11 children born to Andrew McCormick, a foreman at a woolen mill, and Hannah Watson. He was fortunate to receive a scholarship to Summerhill College, a Catholic boarding school, where he studied the classics, languages, and music. In 1903, he joined Vincent O'Brien's Pro-Cathedral Palestrina Choir and won the gold medal in the tenor section at the Dublin Festival of Music. In 1904, the choir performed at the St. Louis World's Fair, and he made his first recordings in London for the Gramophone Company, and Thomas Edison's National Phonograph Company. With the money he made from those sessions, he went to Italy and received further training from Maestro Sincenzo Sabatini. In 1906, he married Lily Foley, also an Irish singer, and made his operatic debut. A few years later, in 1910, he signed a five-year exclusive recording contract with Victor. Around 1914, McCormick moved to the U.S. and became associated with American impresario Charles Wagner, and his repertoire shifted from opera to songs of World War I, Irish ballads, and popular songs. He became a naturalized U.S. citizen in 1917 and was immensely popular, so much so that a song was written about him, and here it is, sung by Nora Bays, herself a megastar.
Nora Bays singing about what happens when John McCormick sings a song. Gene Schwartz wrote the tune, and William Jerome and E. Ray Getz the lyrics. Victor 45105 was recorded October 17, 1917. Following the war, he toured and recorded extensively, but musical tastes were changing, and a punishing schedule and deleterious lifestyle, which included excessive alcohol and remarkably heavy smoking, took their toll. He was a wealthy man, but McCormick made his final Victor recording in 1930 and made his last American tour in 1937. He gave a farewell concert in London in 1938, but continued to support the war effort through recordings, tours, and broadcasts until 1943. He died of acute emphysema at home in Ireland on September 16, 1945. Here's John McCormick.
nobody knows but this little room I give you. Dear little room with your heart of gold, dear little room, may your petals fold, my secret sweet. I will trust you to keep deep in your heart will repose. No one will know but your lips conceal. No one will guess what they could reveal. You will know then that I love. Oh!
Irving Berlin's You Forgot to Remember, from Victor 1121, recorded October 14, 1925. Before that, the love song When You Look in the Heart of a Rose by Marion Gillespie and Florence Methven, sung there to great effect by John McCormick on April 16, 1919, issued on Victor 64814. And we started with McCormick's first American hit record, I'm Falling in Love with Someone by Rita Johnson-Young and Victor Herbert. That's from Victor 64174, made March 17, 1911. Last week, June 8th, marked the birth in 1887 in Tarentum, Pennsylvania, of pianist, composer, and lyricist Neville Adrian Fleeson to Thomas Plunkett Fleeson and Elizabeth A. McKelvey. One of his first jobs was as a bank clerk, but he received a musical education from Inez Barber Hadley, and Harry Archer at the Pittsburgh Conservatory of Music, and toured the country as a pianist in vaudeville. During World War I, he was a U.S. Army private and a cast member of the service comedy Yip Yip Yep Hank. Asked in a 1921 interview how he began writing lyrics, he said he was the class poet in high school and gained considerable attention as a writer and composer. Several of his compositions were produced in local theater while he was still in his teens. After his discharge from the Army Officers Training School, he joined the staff of music publisher Will Rossiter in Chicago as a lyric writer. When the ballroom dance craze started, he became a professional dancer, but vaudeville artist Florence Holbrook persuaded him to write a vaudeville act in which they appeared together. The act, The Vocal Verdict, was seen by Albert von Tilzer, who suggested that he and Fleeson form a partnership. They turned out a string of song hits, including Waters of Venice and I'll Be With You in Apple Blossom Time, and stage scores including The Gingham Girl and Bye Bye Bonnie. He joined ASCAP in 1921 and went to California in 1926, where he wrote film songs. Neville Fleeson died of a heart attack on September 14, 1945, in Glen Ellen, Illinois, and is buried at Prospect Cemetery in Breckenridge, Pennsylvania. If you visit there, you'll note the date of his death is incorrect on the gravestone. That's because his older brother, Thomas Fleeson Jr., put down September 13th on his application for a headstone for his brother from the War Department. Other of Neville Fleeson's works include I Hate to Use Earl on My Ersters, Mendelssohn Mows em Down, and these.
the Cleco Club Eskimos, a Harry Reeser pseudonym with Tom Stacks taking the vocal honors on You and I Love You and Me. That's from Columbia 912, recorded February 8, 1927. Albert Von Tilzer penned the music, and it would be pretty hard not to hear the refrain in that arrangement from the first tune in that set, Just Cross the River from Queens. That was Edwin J. McAnally's orchestra from Victor 20601, recorded a few weeks later on March 21, 1927. The vocalist there was Frederick Lucian Wade, who, as a youth, toured the Northeast, billed as New England's phenomenal boy soprano, and had a significant singing career, but recorded only two sides, both with McAnally's orchestra. Now, the reason the refrain just crossed the river from Queens is heard in You and I Love You and Me is that both songs are from the two-act Broadway musical comedy Bye Bye Bonnie, which takes place in the fictional town of Shrivelton, New Jersey. It opened January 13, 1927 at the Ritz Theater and ran for 125 performances, wrapping up at the Cosmopolitan Theater on April 30th. Now, that's only two songs by Neville Fleeson, and normally I play three songs in these birthday salutes. Well, I am going to play another Neville Fleeson composition, but it requires a careful introduction. In trying to decide which third record to play, I happened upon a record made in 1947 by Nan Blackstone. Nan Blackstone was born Naomi Ewald in San Antonio, Texas in May of 1902, and her recording career started with Victor in 1927. She also performed in clubs on Broadway and in London. In the early to mid-1930s, however, her repertoire turned to a different type of music, namely risque songs, including titles such as Little Richard's Getting Bigger, The Elevator Song, and Lady Godiva and the Peeping Tom. The record I'm going to play is on the Jubilee label and is a re-release of one of the songs from Nan's Hush Hush album. Nan Blackstone accompanies herself on this recording, but is also accompanied by pianist Raymond Leducier, credited as Ramum on Nan's second piano. The label of Jubilee HH1 gives composer credit to... Neville Fleeson. So here's Nan Blackstone with Life on Donkey Island. I find that over near England there's a very strange island. It is called the Isle of Man. They don't believe in automobiles over there. Did you know that? Well, they don't. Everything modern, they ban. The climate is such that they cannot raise horses. It seems they just can't live on the grass, so naturally they all own a donkey. Or what is commonly known as an ass. Of course, everyone there owns an ass, yet some of them do not have class. Some are just everyday asses. The type that you'd not notice twice, while others own asses that each time it passes, somebody says, very nice, that's very nice. I like that. Of course, the mayor owns an ass that nobody looks at. Yet with his wife, it's a different affair, for between you and me, she has one of the most intriguing asses ever seen on that island there. Why, when she goes to market, they all form in line. Just for one glimpse of that ass so divine. (laughs) Men often stop as they pass, for I hear they love to pass fatter ass. Each Sunday morning, the town goes to mass. 
They go jogging along, each one on his ass. Sometimes the boys ride the girls' asses, sometimes the girls ride the boys' asses. It's according to what time the mass is, but they always wind up on their asses. One heavenly Sunday morning in June, the preacher, the Reverend Herman had a dinner engagement, and he had to leave immediately following the sermon, so to have it quite handy, he just tied his ass right near the window outside. But during the service, the church caught on fire. Heaven help us, the people all cried, and they ran from that service in mass. Each one running, that's right, you guessed it, to save his own ass. The preacher jumped right out of the window. On his ass, he hoped he would land, but he fell in a hole and said, Bless my soul, as he lay there all covered with sand. Well, the moral of my little story is really quite easily found. It only goes to show that even a preacher doesn't know his own ass from a hole in the ground, that's right. Life on Donkey Island, written by Neville Fleeson and performed there by Nan Blackstone. I have no idea of the circumstances surrounding Fleeson's writing of that song, and that's probably just as well. I'm Glenn Robison, and the show is Rapidly Rotating Records. A couple of weeks ago, I played I Wish I'd Bought the Misses on the Higher Purchase System by Billy Merrill and was reminded of the line in the 1934 Alice Faye record, Oh, you nasty man, taking your love on the easy plan. Here and there and where you can, oh, you nasty man. Now, I've played Alice Faye's version several times, but here's Harry Roy and his orchestra with their rendition to start off a nasty segment. Me. I'm a nasty man. I'm a nasty man. 
I told you once, baby, and I told you twice. First thing you know, I'll be on you just like white on rice. You're a dirty woman, and I know that you steal. You ought to be down south in some farmer's field, cause I'm tired of your Lord and messy ways. When I leave you, baby, I'll be gone to stay. You get up every morning, don't even comb your hair. Put on your black rags and go out somewhere with your stocking dragging all around your feet. Looking too shameful to be out in the street. Now I'm tired of your load on this way. When I leave you, baby, I'll be gone to stay. You dip snuff woman, you eat tobacco too. How can a man like me be in love with you? You don't care no hang to you. Wipe it on your wrist. You always in some man's face. Offering them a kiss. Now I'm tired of your load on nasty ways. When I leave you, baby, I'll be gone to stay. I picked you, woman, from a many one. Try to make something out you now. See, it can't be done. When you get up in the morning and wash your nasty face, you can eat your breakfast in a brand new place, cause I'm tired of your load and nasty ways. When I leave you, baby, I'll be gone to stay. Last week, I played Bumblebee by Memphis Minnie, and that song may be where Piedmont blues guitarist and singer Admiral Amos Easton got his stage name of Bumblebee Slim. We just heard Bumblebee Slim with Tired of Your Low-Down Nasty Ways from DECA 7162, recorded in Chicago on January 18, 1935. Before Bumblebee Slim, it was Tiny Mayberry with Oh, That Nasty Man a Tiny Mayberry original, also on DECA, number 7496, one of six issued sides made in a session in New York on July 20, 1938. Tiny Mayberry was in good company in the studio with Lil Hardin Armstrong on piano, Buster Bailey on clarinet, Wellman Broad string bass, Charlie Shavers playing trumpet, and Sid Catlett on drums, but I couldn't find that she made any other records. I was able to do a bit of searching for information about Tiny Mayberry. At 275 pounds, she was anything but tiny. She apparently had a comedy singing act involving a wash tub and washboard, which an article in the April 2, 1938 Indianapolis Recorder said lays them in the aisles and called her a real show stealer. In 1942, she was also in the 35-member cast of Charles A. Henry's all-black review, The Bronze Mannequins, which toured the TOBA circuit of theaters and nightclubs. And we started that nasty set with Harry Roy, sounding a bit like Cab Calloway on his fast-paced and first-person version of Nasty Man. Parlophone R-1865 was recorded in London on June 18, 1934. 
you're probably familiar with the chewy caramel and chocolate candy called Sugar Babies, originally developed by the James O. Welch Company in 1935. Well, in the time we have left, I'll play as many rapidly rotating records as I can about some other sugar babies. Sugar, I call my baby 
be my sugar That is the reason why maybe That sugar baby is mine I'm shouting about him Funny He doesn't spend any money All he can lend me is honey That he can send any time I'd make a million trips To his lips If I were lucky Cause they are sweeter Than any candy to me That's why I'm sighing Sugar I get my taffy from What's more, I'm happy about sugar, that sugar baby of mine. started off that Sugar Baby set with Gregor Nakachunian and his Russian North Star Orchestra with Sugar Baby from a Vox 78 recorded in Berlin in January of 1927. Gregor Nakachunian, nicknamed Grisha, played clarinet and saxophone and was probably of Russian and Armenian heritage, with the band made up mostly of French and Belgian musicians. The band was very successful and toured all over Europe and the Baltic region. The vocalist on this recording sings in English, but it's difficult to understand, and I couldn't figure out who wrote this song. Next was Ethel Waters with the first recording of Sugar, also known as That Sugar Baby of Mine, written by Macy O'Pinkard, Edna Alexander, his wife, and Sidney Mitchell, not to be confused with The Sugar, written by Jack Yellen and Milton Ager. Columbia 14146 was recorded February 20th, 1926. I'm Glenn Robison, and I'm very pleased that you've chosen to spend this past hour with me listening to Rapidly Rotating Records. I hope you'll click in or tune in again next week, and as always, I thank you for your very kind attention. <laughs> ¶¶ 